A few years ago, a Focus staff member asked Alexis if she had any prayer needs. And at that time, my heart was so tender, and I really was feeling like I wanted to give up on this marriage. So I just told him quite straightly, like, I need help. We need help. Our marriage is very difficult, and would you pray for our marriage? And he did. She also found help on the radio. Focus on the family saved my life. It just was the lifeline that I needed every single day to keep going and keep hoping. I'm Jim Daly. Help us save more families every month by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com slash family. As a younger couple, did you have big, ambitious financial goals, or did you enjoy saving money, budgeting, and not spending too much? There are different temperaments, and I'm John Fuller here in the studio with Dr. Greg Smalley. He leads our marriage team here at the ministry. Now, last time we heard from Chuck Bentley and his wife, Anne. Chuck admittedly loved money a lot until God changed his heart. And uh, here the Bentleys share some ideas for how couples can get on the same page financially. Let's move to the practical help. You had seven keys to uniting in marriage, and we're not going to be able to cover them all in a few minutes here. But let's start that and then encourage people to get the book, which Mm -hmm. is great. It's a quick read, uh, Money Problems, Marriage Solutions, Seven Keys to Aligning Your Finances and Uniting uh, Your Hearts. I mean, that's a pretty bold proposition. But let's get into it. The first was peacemaker. I think that I was avoiding peacemaking, and we realized that as long as we stayed in conflict, we would never make progress. And so we came up with some ways to practically put that into action. I tell people, if one of you is a peacemaker, you'll survive your marriage. But if both of you are peacemakers, you'll start to thrive. Mm -hmm. And so we came up with the first to apologize is the bravest. First to forgive is the strongest. And the first to forget is the happiest. And so we sort of had this little thing going of who would apologize first. Because, you know, it's so interesting how hard it is to apologize when you've offended each other. So even today, when to apologize, I have to go away and think about it before I'm, I want to apologize. <laughs> you know, it doesn't yeah. come naturally. Mm-hmm. Well, and you want to make sure it's true. I could tell yes. that you and Jean have very similar hearts. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure if you apologize, it's coming from the core of my being. Right. It's not superficial. So the baseline is we started to make peace with each other so we could attack the problem. Secondly, mm-hmm. I had to go through a redefinition of prosperity. Mm-hmm. What it got, and this is the second financial the second, priority. The second priority because what had happened to me is uh, prosperity was how much was in the bank account, and it was all external. The next bonus, the, the next uh, investment, everything that I considered prosperity was wrong. Anne's definition was in the home. And so we went to Jeremiah 29 and looked at this. When you get to the famous verse, verse 11, you know, that everybody says, you know, they want to claim as I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. It plans to give you hope in the future. Well, it says before that, here's how you do that. You build a house, settle down, plant a garden, eat from your own garden, marry, and have sons and daughters. And he says, then pursue prosperity in the city where I've called you. Stop listening to deceivers. 
then I'll prosper you. Mm. Well, prosperity was in our family, Jim. And we flipped over and started to see that God said, if you marry and have children, he will prosper you. And so there was an apologetic for marriage. Young people today think that if they live apart, they can do better financially. All the data says no. In fact, people do better financially if they do get married than any other living arrangement. Right. And so we wanted to redefine what we believed prosperity was according to Scripture. And that changed my focus completely to being in the home instead of out of the home. Well, Greg, it is so good for couples to strive to be kind of on the same page and financially healthy. How can a couple find contentment, even if they're trying to kind of work on improving their situation? Yeah, great question. And as I thought about this question, it took me back to a book that my father wrote. So Gary Smalley wrote, I don't know, like 60 books. And of all those books, my very favorite is one called Joy That Lasts. And at the very end of that book, the last chapter, he, he presents something called the five M's. And in three of them, I think, work so perfectly right here. And, it, and, and I've never forgotten what they were. Hmm. And, and I think it, it, it's just a perfect way to think about finding contentment. The first M stands for master. So basically, you're thinking through, who am I serving? Who is my master? Yeah. Is that God or for some stuff in, in pursuing money or you know possessions, whatever that might be? For, for me in my life, that was such a great question. Who is my master? And, and if the answer is God, which, which he is my master, then, then really then I'm, I'm putting into perspective then what does he want and, and what is his will for my life? What is he saying about contentment and, and, and pursuing things? The next M is, stands for mission. And so once I understand who am I serving, who's my master, then the mission part is what is it that I'm passionate about doing to to serve the Lord? And 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 what I what I like about that that's a big part of contentment is understanding, man, what are some of these um, desires God's placed in my heart in ways to serve Him, a calling? What are these interests? So for me, it's all about. Um, helping couples have strong, lifelong marriages. And the reason why that's important to understand what is it that I'm pursuing, because there are going to be plenty of times that I'm faced with decisions on how to spend money. And and if I'm clear on what do I feel God calling me to do, how am I serving my master, God, that it also helps put in perspective then choices that, that Aaron and I get to make around finances. Right. And so it's just, it's a great thing. And then the a third M that but the, my dad talked about was method. Then, okay, how are exactly then are you going to walk out that calling? How, how, what are the strategies, the tactics that you're going to employ? And for me, there could have been lots of ways to help couples have strong lifelong marriages but, you know, as a counselor was one, you know, as a speaker, you know, working here at Focus on the Family and, and helping to give leadership to the marriage efforts here. I mean, all that is how I feel called to do that. And that's what creates contentment in my life. Mm. I, I know who it is that I'm serving. I, I really know what God, the, this passion that he's placed within my heart on how I can serve him. And then I got very clear on how exactly do I want to walk that out. 
And again, as a counselor, as a speaker, I mean, all those things, as a writer. And to me, that's what creates contentment in my life. And that's what I loved about that joy that lasts. I mean, that's what brings, I think, true, authentic joy is when we're clear on, yeah, who am I submitting to? How am I serving that person? Exactly what do I do to serve my master? And it's remarkable. And I've I've mentored so many young men over the years who, you know, what am I doing in life? Mm-hmm. And I grabbed that book, The Joy That Lasts, that my dad wrote, and it just kind of walk them through the, the full M's, but those first three is really what, what can help here. But, man, it's made such a big difference in their life and in mine. Well, I appreciate that. And we'll uh, put the other missing M's in the show notes. So stop by the page, and you'll find those described. And uh, we also have other resources as well. One that we'll point out, of course, would be the book by Chuck and Ann Bentley, Money Problems, Marriage Solutions. Now, we're making that available to you if you can make a donation of any amount today, uh, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. It might be that you're just in a spot where you can't afford to make a donation, but we recognize you might really need the book, Money Problems, Marriage Solutions. Call us, and uh, we'll make sure to get that out to you. Uh, If you can, though, donate, please, to help us continue making this kind of ministry possible through podcasts, resources, and so much more. The show notes are the place to go for all the links and details. And let me ask you to take a moment and leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this content, because that helps others find these podcasts. And we have a growing audience. We're grateful for that. But your feedback really does help us to reach even more listeners. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Greg Smalley and the rest of the team here, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.